So today we're kind of going to expand on one of the topics that we spoke about in the first podcast. Yeah, but we're going to kind of take a different... We're going to mention crime, but we're mainly looking at racism in school. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's get into it, I guess. Well, I found... Let's start off with some facts. I found that Pilkington looked at some racism within schools, like the debate of school racism within the UK. And he found that, like, if you come from, like, an anti-racist stance, you're more likely to argue that Afro-Caribbean students, like, get differential treatment from, like, white students. And um, whereas if you were to come from a different stance, um, you're more likely to say that the practices within the school are, like, absolutely appropriate and they don't need to be looked at. When you say different stances, this basically racist people or people that are, like, on the fence about it. Yeah, the ones that would be like, I'm not political, you know, the oh. ones. Um, but, yeah, and they believe that they won't need to re-examine school practices and, like, how teachers t- teach Afro-Caribbean students, etc., etc. Anyways... He concluded that there, like, while ex- there's like more voices saying that we need to re-examine the practices and look at how these teachers are actually teaching these students, rather than the critics that say, "Oh, not everything's fine," mm. kind of thing. But um, he said that we also need to be careful because um, there's like a lot of other like factors that play into like the achievement of Afro-Caribbean students, which is true. Yeah. And he said it was like more, it was more complex, but obviously it's a contributing factor, yeah. kind of thing. Um, I don't know how they're saying that. Well, some people are saying that nothing needs to change. When mm-hmm. 2018 figures show that black pupils had the lowest scores, lowest scores in all types of state-funded mainstream schools, except funded academies where white pupils received 40.8 percent, and those with mixed ethnicity scored 43.3 percent lower than the black pupils who scored 44 point who scored 44 percent wait so go white black and then mixed ethnicity state-funded mainstream scores mm-hmm. the black kids uh, received lower scores but in sponsored academies they received the highest oh so when they had more resources and better funded schools they did better hmm. <laughs> which you know is obvious. Very true. I uh, also found that Reed and Radhakrishnan mm-hmm. in 2003 found that race matters in regard to how students of colour experience the campus climate. So the study found that students of colour felt like they were not taken seriously as students and that they did not receive the same level of, of advising and mentoring and were less confident than their white counterparts. Do you, have you had that happen to you? Do you feel like during your... Let's talk about um, secondary school experience. Yeah. Do you feel like that happened to you? Like that I didn't receive... Yeah, like guidance, you don't feel as confident as maybe like white peers? Um, I think it depends. Like, seven, year seven and year eight, I wasn't like really interested. Mm. So... And I was quite, like, the teachers didn't really like me in year seven and eight. Whereas in year nine, when you it's time to pick your subjects and you're like, yeah, right, I want to do this, this and this. Mm-hmm. I felt like some of the teachers tried to get me to, like, 
you know, do the work mm-hmm. and try and push me to the best of my abilities. Whereas some could not be bothered. Like I had my maths teacher tell my parents that I wasn't going to receive a C. I didn't. <laughs> but <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> you can't be doing that. Like, Maybe if your breath didn't smell, then I would have got a better grade. I just didn't want you to wait for an help. <laughs> but, yeah, and then, like, my design and technology teacher, he was, like, quite on to me, like, come on, Brooklyn, stop mm. listening about us, not doing this. But I didn't particularly care about design and technology. So it wasn't something... Subjects that I actually thought that was going to benefit me in the future, I made more of an effort. Whereas once that designer technology, where I knew I wasn't going to get into it, it was literally just, I had to pick another subject, so I picked that. But majority of the teachers, no. I think my English teacher, she was probably the best mm. teacher that I had, yeah. And you could tell that in my grades and the way I was in the lesson. Mm-hmm. PE, I wasn't even allowed to pick PE for GCSE. Why? They wouldn't let me. <laughs> what you do? They just didn't want to deal with me. <laughs> Which was good because I probably wouldn't have brought in my kit anyway. <laughs> what I, about you? I think, I don't know. It, like during school, I was all there mentally, but the teachers weren't all there for me, you mm. know? Drop a tip. But <laughs> like, there'd be like secondary school, obviously. I went to three different secondary schools, but, you know. <laughs> three uh, different? Yeah. Wow. So from year seven to 11? Yeah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> but the last one is probably where I experienced the most racism. And I'll talk about that one the most probably. Yeah, like, the teachers, some of them, like, they just see you as another face, which I don't particularly mind, but then there were those on those that would go out of your their way to come and like pick on you mm. and like singularly like single single sing why couldn't I say that single you out <laughs> they would go out of their way to sing you oh my God. <laughs> single you out <laughs> and it wasn't due to like my intellectual capabilities it was due to you look like that you're black like there was no need for it yeah but like there were teachers that the ones that um Basically, they don't make you feel like you're different or anything. I prefer them. And I did better in their class because, you know, like where you could just sense the microaggressions and that they don't like you. Yeah. I had a lot of that and I didn't do anything. They never had me before. So why they, all of a sudden, they don't like me. They don't know about me. We had like one, one teacher. She never taught me for it. I think she was like deputy head or whatever. She would like... Um, so there used to be like a corridor where all the like white students would sit like there was like the dance kids the drama kids Mm. the posh kids they would all sit in this corridor fine every day fine nothing gets said but now as soon as like the black kids want to sit inside the corridor it's oh you can't sit there because you look like a gang are you serious? yeah she, she didn't say it to me because I would have been on smoke. <laughs> yeah. She said that we couldn't... Also, you can't wear bandanas for, as headbands because mm. it looks like you're part of a gang or gang culture. But the flower power headbands that all the other girls used to wear was fine. That was okay. That wasn't a problem. Same with, like, you know, black students, they tend to be more 
well, not all of them, but some of them, thicker, like naturally have bigger legs, bigger bums. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So their school trousers are going to be tighter, like physics. But they would still get like, oh, you can't wear them because they're too tight. But that's not my her fault mm-hmm. that they're too tight. Do you know what I mean? If they was, if it was on, I don't want to say normal size girl, but if it was on a smaller sized person, they would be fine. They've got to think about these things when they're... It, it doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Or sound good. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, oh, this guy... What's his name? Okay. This guy, Joseph Salisbury, he conducted a really like big experiment looking into the racism in schools. Um, after... It's very recent. He looked into the racism in schools in Manchester after Shkuri Abdi's death. I'll tell the story. Um, She's a 12-year-old Muslim black girl who came here to the UK as a refugee from Somalia. On the 27th of June, her body was found in Greater Manchester's River Irwell. While the police were quick to deny any suspicious circumstances, Shkuri's Shkuri's family remained adamant that stuff didn't add up pretty much. Basically, she couldn't swim. Yeah. She didn't know how to swim, so she wouldn't go into... Water. Yeah, exactly. Um, Shakuri had been severely bullied at school and there were concerns that the school failed to respond adequately despite uh, being made aware of the issues. Evidence heard at the inquest into her death suggests that the family were right about the false narratives that the school and the police were giving them. So he, after this came out, he... um, looked into the racism at schools in Greater Manchester and he came to the one of the conclusions were about the teachers workforce which we'll talk about in detail <laughs> in detail because yes. I have problems with some of the teachers um but the teaching workforce is so why can't I talk today it's still overwhelmingly white they are like 90% of the teachers I had was white 100% I know that I there was four black teachers in my secondary school. How many did you have? Did you have, did you have all four? Um, I had three of them, but not consistently though. Mm. Yeah, two of them were science teachers. One of them was a PE teacher, and the other was a French teacher. But I didn't have the French teacher. They believe um, Joseph Salisbury believes that we need to increase teachers from black and ethnic minority backgrounds. However, well, this is an important step, like he said that we need to increase the racial literacy of teachers because regardless if you have a black teacher or something, they can still treat you as bad as the white ones. Mm. Like, no cap. I'll explain what racial literacy is. Um, It refers to the capacity of teachers to understand in which ways racism works in society and then what race plays, obviously, as a child, like... Okay. And the kind of factors like that. Yeah. Because on equalityhumanrights.com, they were doing like a study and they found around a quarter of students from ethnic minority backgrounds, so 24% of students from ethnic minority backgrounds and 9% of white students said that they had experienced racial harassment since starting their course. Mm-hmm. So 20% of these students had been physically attacked, 56% of these students had been racially harassed. 56% of students who had been racially harassed had experienced racist name-calling, insults and jokes. So they also 
other common experiences were subtle uh, microaggressions, being ignored, excluded, being exposed to racist material or displays. And in most cases, Julian said that the harasser was another student, but a large number said that it was their tutor or another academic. Mm-hmm. It was saying that students who experienced racial harassment said that they were felt angry, upset, depressed, anxious and vulnerable. And 8% said that they had felt suicidal. And staff also reported um, experienced similar impacts. Like black and ethnic minorities. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any personal experiences? No, not from... Not from students? Not me personally. She said it to my... Like, she called... um, She was racist to my friend, so Mm. I hit her. But, yeah, not really for me personally. Mm. Not by the teachers either. What about... Really? Not even by teachers? (sighs) No. Not that I can, like, think. Mm. No. I have... So many, but I grew up with like my all of the schools that I've went to were majority like white, but the one right like the a few right at the end. Um, so the last one I went to for my GCSEs and my A levels, they were in a small town in Hertfordshire, racism central, (laughs) small town in Hertfordshire, and close-minded people 100% like even now I think back to it like even like some people that I'd call my friends were like saying some that wouldn't ride with me today it really wouldn't but like at the same time bringing up like every little instance makes you seem crazy like people don't and because there weren't a lot of black people especially like in sick form I was the only black person out of all the students like and then that is when I spirit the most of it like the full brunt of it but from a student I remember in like year nine some random white boy in my class called me a slave and he and I was I was confused for a second I was like pardon and he said it again with his chest with his anyways I was like I was very confused because I don't know what to do with this instance. They don't teach you how to handle these kind of situations. So I was just confused. And then he said that he had called another girl this, but this girl was mixed. And he was like, she's okay with it. I was like, I'm not her. So I kicked him in the shin and I went about my business. (laughs) But (laughs) it didn't do much. I was so small. (laughs) It literally didn't do anything. I wish I hit him. I was so small. And then, like, even from teachers, mm-mm, there are a few teachers that I, like, really dislike. And um, coming back, if I went back to school yeah. to, like, I don't know, talk or whatever, I'd hope I wouldn't see them because me and you have beef. It is personal. It yeah. is very personal. Like, I had one of my biology teachers in, during my A-levels loves to single me out. I don't know if it was love, but he did it multiple occasions you can tell i'm uncomfortable and you continue to do it mr norris (laughs) (laughs) i can't like we were doing continuous and discontinuous variations a level biology and we're talking about it and he was saying (laughs) yeah that oh so basically continuous variation is like height and 
Basically, oh, okay. Yeah, and then discontinuous is like what you could put in groups. So like what you call like crisp, like you could say, oh, that's cheese and onion and oh, that's okay. Sort of okay. kind of thing. And so we were doing discontinuous and then they started talking about race. I am the only black person in my whole, like the whole thing. See, that is mad to me. I have ne- like, my primary school, predominantly black. My mm-hmm. secondary school, predominantly black. So I've never experienced, other than uni, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for you, I would be the only black student in my class. So other than that, I've never experienced being the only black person, but continue. So so obviously, no, he didn't even say race. It was another student because they were doing eye colour at the start, just like simple things like that. And then a student said, let's do race. I was giggling. Big man, Mr. Norris, come and said, yeah, okay. And then we did it. And I am standing on the opposite side of everyone. Yeah. Everyone is just looking at me. And just like, why? Yeah. It's peak. Another time, he basically, we, he was doing like some cross-country football match thingy. And he was basically saying, if you're from like more than three teams or like more than three parts of the world, then like you should stand up and talk about it. And he just picked on every ethnic looking person in the room. There's this one boy called Charlie. He could go with his Asian person, but he's white. Yeah, he picked on him, my friend Natalie, who's half Thai, and then me. And... I didn't particularly think I needed to participate because he said if you're from more than... And I just consider myself half Nigerian, half Jamaican. That is two to me. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, no, you're part of three. I was like, pardon? Like, he picked on me and I knew he was going to do it. He picked on me and I was like, pardon? Because you're from England as well. And I was like, "Uh." Um, No, I just live here. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was just sitting there like, okay. (laughs) We didn't have any teachers like that. They they wouldn't have lasted in our school. That's because the majority, these are like countryside folk. Countryside folk. Folk. When you use the word folk. (laughs) Yeah. It's them ones. It's them ones. Well, um, speaking of teachers, you know, the rates of exclusion... Mm -hmm according to the government stats, which is, this is like fixed period and permanent. 28% of Black Caribbean students in 2017 were excluded. 28% of Black Caribbean students in 2018. No, this is actually right. That's so mad. No, I'm shaking my head. This is mad. (laughs) Um, We're excluded. But it it, it actually went lower. Mm. In 2019, nearly 25%. Gypsies and Romanians, they were like the highest. But I never remember gypsies getting excluded. I just remember them leaving. Leaving, yeah. I only really remember, like, in my year, the Caribbean kids getting kicked out. At our peak of blackness in my year, there were about six of us. Wow. I don't... Maybe one of them got excluded out of all six. Maybe, still, like... Yeah. So... The Guardian in 2020, they did like an article because mm. basically since the George Floyd incident, it became more apparent with like the racism that was going on in schools. And so p- some people came forward and gave their stories. So I'm going to just, you know, say okay, some of these. On. So there was a black girl who went to her Midlands grammar school with her natural hair and was told by senior staff that it's against governmental regulations, and she was marched to a storeroom 
given a roll of navy blue fabric in order to sew her own headscarf. And I'm laughing because I can't believe that that's, that's, that, that was allowed. Like, mm. I really want to know if she did it. I wonder how old she was. That's like, yeah, because grandma school, that's secondary school, isn't it? So yeah. she could have been year seven. Like, imagine a year, se- like... A little year seven. A little year seven, just going to school and being, like... And then being told their hair's not appropriate. And it's the one that's growing out of your head. Don't start. That gets me so angry. And in a different classroom, there was a teacher who put a presentation on and a slide from a Ribena ad. It was like a cartoon of a fat purple black current with our outsized features, their big lips, big nose. And he spent the next five minutes of the class calling the only two black students the Ribena boys. <laughs> I have to laugh because what is going on with these Half teachers? Of these teachers can get smoke. I think we should make a list. <laughs> Name, number, address. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there was another incident, like an Indian origin child, a new so it's her new school, her first day, mm. and she was just called rubber lips, N word lips, every day. The only time it stopped was when she received um, the highest marks in a spelling test, and all the kids wanted to copy her. So I think that's imp- that interesting because so what they're only recognised when. They're doing something good. Mm-hmm. When they're doing better than everyone else. Yeah. Story of our life. The teacher that she did report it to, by the way, just told her to shrug it off because they'll get bored eventually. So, and they also did a poll on ITV and it's 62% of black Britons agreed that the education system had a culture of racism. Because it does. They really be doing that. I remember when one of my teachers told me I would fail my A-on levels. I was... Pardon? And did you? No. There we go. Look at you now. (laughs) (laughs) There was also an article that examines the way African-American educators experience themselves Mm -hmm. as race individuals in the school settings and explores their perception of racial discrimination, subordination and isolation. And so five African-American teachers participated and they found that they experienced hyper visibility slash invisibility challenging assumptions challenges to authority presumptions of failing and coping fatigue which i think also relates to students i feel like whatever profession we're gonna go into obviously we're gonna experience racism yeah i don't feel like it's gonna subside anywhere realistically even like Add in more black faces. It needs to be scrapped and changed. Yeah. You can't be talking to kids like that. Especially like when I was in that position, yeah, I didn't know what to do because this is supposedly a person of authority mm-hmm. talking to me like that. Like, what am I supposed to do in that situation? Because now he already didn't like me for whatever reason. Yeah. Like, but now if I go and say anything, I am now the problem child. Yeah. I'm now like, and then he's now going to pay even less attention to me academically and then pick on me even more. And I don't need that. I don't need that stress. A-levels were stressed enough. Yeah. I feel like it's not really... Do you you remember going to uni and them sitting there telling you, if you experience discrimination or any type of sort, then you go to this person, speak to this person and this... I don't remember ever being told this. Even in schools, like, Mm. if they're not like a clear system to how you can report incidents like this happening, students are not going to feel confident enough mm-hmm. to go and report it. Plus, 
unless someone is outright calling them the N-word or the P-word if you're an Asian. Any racial slur. Any racial... That's... Yeah, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Any racial slur. I feel like people are... They're kind of like, don't really know what to do because we understand that it's racist. Mm-hmm. But if you're telling like a white superior that, oh... They told me that I needed to put my hair down because people behind me can't see it, bearing in mind it's in a big puff. Mm. They're not going to see it as racist. They're going to see it as, well, if the t- students can't see, then you need Well, to- maybe they should move. There we go. And there was also a, like, some research done. Mm-hmm. And it was look, basically looking at um, preschool teachers because they show a tendency to more closely observe black students and especially boys when challenging behaviours are expected. Yeah, so this research was seeing if teachers had implicit biases of black students. So basically they got them to watch a video of four students, a black girl, a black boy, a white boy and a white girl, Mm -hmm. and were told to pick out challenging behaviours that they've seen. And... Bear in mind, this was a test. There was no challenging behaviours in the video whatsoever. However, 42% of the teachers identified the black boy as being a problem child. What race were all the teachers? I'm assuming white teachers, because that's what they've mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. To be fair, it's mad to me. There's another article by Yolanda Young in The Guardian, and she said that in June, studies stated that black students were four times as likely to be suspended as white students and twice as likely to be expelled. In September of 2016, they heard that black preschoolers were 3.6 times more likely to receive one or more out-of-school suspensions. How old are you in preschool? Are you even four? Oh, preschool? Yes. Are you even for, like, I'm not being funny. You're going to be suspending children for children things. Yeah. I'm not sure what they could do unless they set fire to something, but I don't think black kids like fire like that. <laughs> that's, a, that's like a parent issue. You've got children have got problems at that young age. Yeah, but I don't think, like, all black preschoolers will have some mad issues. No. I can't. I really and can't. wasn't there something where young black boys are seen as four or five years older than they actually are as well. So they're basically already seeing them as that naughty ch- child. Mm. Yeah. 